you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, the special one year anniversary edition of the podcast. I am Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've also seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Andy. I've seen some Star Wars. A chronological and journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> one arc at a time. I never said that. You know, thanks to viewers like you. If you're if you're a year in, you gotta know what we're doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you're this far, you probably already know. Yeah. What the deal is. So we are we are we, this is being released like like literally May later. 10th or something, yeah. like a lot later than May the 4th. But we are recording this on May the 4th, which is the one year anniversary of the release of our first episode. Like our journey is a fun journey where like we had actually been working on recording for this podcast since like January of 2021. And By the, the time, idea is even older than that. Started yeah. during the uh, initial lockdown. Yeah. It's been in development for a while. You'll see our Twitter was started on in like June 2020 or something. Um, I encountered our Twitter in the wild today, just in the replies to at Star Wars. I was like, hey, really? I did the Leo pointing meme. Really? Yeah. That's really good because if like it, I mean, Somebody, like, yes, you're following yeah. the Twitter page, but like still. No, it was on the account that I don't think I do because I don't. Hey, I have a secret that means Twitter that account. we're getting reach. <laughs> that is really, really fun to know. My yeah, mom will be thrilled when she listens to this because she runs our Twitter. Yes, it was a quote. I think we were dissing Pong Krell, which is incredibly on brand. Yeah, fuck Pong Krell. But anyway, anyway, um, not really known fact about this podcast is that we started doing recording in January of 2021 because Andy was going to be away at camp the entire summer. So we went ahead and just like recorded a whole backlog of episodes up through the first half of season three of the clone wars and for a while we had the same lead time as uh all the animated stuff we were watching yeah pretty yeah. much pretty much and then we recorded or we released those over the summer and we only had to have like a month two months of break between our between like the episode on like season three episode 10 of clone wars you guys know the one where, um, yeah, yeah, we took that break during sort of in between. It's right before, it's sort of before Night Sisters. Yeah, ah, right before yeah. Clone Wars got really good. It was like well, Senate Murders or something. And it's yeah. not Senate right. Murders because that's season two, but the ones that kind of go yeah. into the plot of that episode. Because it's right before also that they update everyone's outfits, is what I remember. Yeah. Pretty yes. much. Is that it's yes. when they put Anakin and Obi Wan oh, in the robes. It was the Mina Monteri dies episode. 
where we first meet right. Lux. Right. Oh, anyway, Lux. Our shitty boy Lux. <laughs> that oh, was Lux. the finale of season one of Bring, First Steps. If Lux comes back, I will lose my mind. Honestly, I'm curious what he was doing on Onderon around the time the Bad Batch was there. Yeah. The Bad Batch. Hee <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh. Hee <laughs> hee. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, it's been a really, you know, great year. I have really enjoyed working on this podcast with two of my very very close friends and um, your two likeliest friends to just say unhinged shit on a recording yeah true <laughs> this, I has know. Been... this is out in the world guys like yeah. people can google us and like this will come up and they will know yeah i mean it is as... oh go on no Quiet. it's just it's funny because i in in my other life i'm a uh I'm a radio journalist, so I'm like deadly <laughs> serious on air and I'm not like a personality, so it doesn't really matter. But it is funny because I've I've gone from I just finished my day recording the news and now I get to have fun. And uh, it's just such a it's such a different vibe. <laughs> I know my delivery is so- completely different. Yeah, yeah. we're crazy. I, I talk like the uh, I talk like the Clone Wars narrator. Do you? You're like now a on little, the news. Well, but it's there's a little bit more inflection of important words when there needs to be, like stuff like that. Uh-huh. I um, say federal in a very certain way. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, as of today, one year from our launch, we have gotten two thousand six hundred and fifty-seven individual plays of any episode of our podcast. We within a certain week we have gotten. Our highest week was 256 plays um, within one week, which is really, really good. We have made guesses on how much we have made at this point. I thought we had made. Are you saying to the audience or am I supposed to guess? Both. Oh, OK. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember because you literally showed us the, st- the statistics last time we recorded. But you know, like um, 20 bucks. Yeah, it was not. It was not yeah. a lot, but more than I would have thought. Because it was twenty-six dollars and eighty-four cents. Yeah, guys, Wyatt. almost thirty. I was just bucks. curious at what point we will catch up to being able to pay for all Andy's Star Wars drinks at Starbucks. <laughs> but also, Probably yeah, thanks. Never. Thanks to all the uh, humans and possibly droids that are listening to us. Yeah, it's been fun. We're we're having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny that we. I mean. We didn't start immediately with yeah. clones, but we got there pretty quick and, and we're I still talking about clones. By now, we have had 30 episodes. So of the whole show of the whole show. Yeah, man, I thought we had more. No. Yeah. 30. I think what we're recording now is, is episode 31. A significant amount of time. Yeah. And it, yeah. honestly, Clone Wars is still logged in my head. Not as something I watched over the past year, but as like an entire decade of my life. Yeah, yeah, very so, true. It's just it exists in a strange place that no other TV show does. Guys, I'm worried. Like one day I could really be like a I guess I am we're already Star Wars content creators, but like I'm like, damn, if this is what I'm known for, if this is if this becomes the rest of my life you're and just career, like, you're I just will so be, close to I will lose my mind. <laughs> well, and you're like this close to dumping all your money into a hunter cosplay. <laughs> You guys don't. I was looking it up. It is. I I am so bad at working with foam, but having someone make it would be so expensive that I'm like, oh, man, yeah. am I going to have to learn a whole new skill set? Well, <laughs> or you got to you got to cosplay a disguised hunter. I feel like 
with his armor is pretty easy to 3D print if you are willing to invest in a 3D printer for some of your cosplays. I do have friends who have 3D printers, so it's not that. But you, it's easy to do smaller things, but to do like a whole chest plate would be you. You'd have to make pieces and then like yeah, glue them and together. then glue them together. Correct. So yeah. we'll see. Today, May the fourth, is also Queen Ahsoka the Cat's birthday. Oh, um, we Have don't you just know. decided that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, she like we got her from the Humane Society in the town where I am from, and we know from there that she was born in May 2019. And then, since I elected to name her after the most badass woman in all of Star Wars, it only made sense that her birthday was May the fourth. So. Happy birthday, Kat Ahsoka. Taurus Queen. Happy birthday. I was thinking about who's drink. and We haven't done Echoes, have we? No, we haven't. Have we done Echoes? No. So I was thinking about this, and I had this, like, funny image of Echo in my head wearing, like, a sweater vest and sitting by a fire and, like, drinking this, like, little cup of tea. And so that's what I'm deciding. But he's still got his, like, robot arm. He's still got his his robot shit. He's still looking like a mess. But he's, you know, he's wearing a sweater vest, and he's a refined gentleman. So, yeah, I think that... Our boy would probably drink a green tea with or or I don't know. I go back and forth because I'm kind of like I feel like Earl Grey is like so classic and so classy. So I could definitely see him, you know, in the morning, like sitting down with a cup of Earl Grey. But also I'm like, he's so. Mm, No, no, I actually no, definitely Earl Grey. If you want something that's like a little bit. Because, like, English breakfast isn't, like, as sweet as Earl Grey, you know? Yes. Earl Grey, to me, like honestly black tea, tastes you're like right. Fruit Loops. Yeah, definitely black tea. I don't know. I feel like English breakfast is too, like... Well, no. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because English breakfast tea is so, like, flat and boring. But at the same time, it's kind of, like... Ooh, I mean, royal in English not, breakfast. Right, I love our boy Echo, but flat and boring is a little bit his character in this series. Very true. Very true. I know <laughs> they're really not doing him justice. Well, and I but, actually well, he's uh, so got I, some character moments in um, yes in common uh, ground. And and I remember disliking his character moments when I watched it the first time, but then I remembered that he's not just sort of standing in for rag clone who hates the separatists. He got I for, honestly forgot about all the shit they did to him. So among the rest like he has the most cause among the whole bad batch to actually hate them so we've established that echo's gonna get english breakfast tea i think so good for him yeah the funniest thing these episodes established no cream no sugar is that tech falls asleep in his chair yeah (laughs) i was like dude you're back he's gonna be killing you so this week on First Step, a Star Wars podcast, we watched the clone. No, we watched the Bad Batch. L-O-L. <laughs> the Clone Wars 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's basically what this is. Um, the Bad Batch season one, episodes nine through 12, Bounty Lost, Common Ground, Devil's Deal, and Rescue on Ryloth. So Bounty Lost. Yes, um, I honestly forgot that was first. Omega I, I, has been kidnapped by Cad Bane or bounty hunted, you know, t- taken by Cad Bane. She gets rescued by Fennec Shand and the Bad Batch also kind of comes and saves her. 
Is it Finnick? Fennec. 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 Like the fox. Fennec. Fennec I'm like, Shand. Fennec from <laughs> no, Hunger Games? No, basically said the same game, but same gay. Same way, but more of the more of a fan rather than a fin. More E flavor. They both give off bi it. energy, so. Yeah. Both Fennec and um, Fennec. Obsessed with this character. Obsessed with everything that's happened. Um, Obsessed with this episode of, I keep wanting to call her Ahsoka. Oh my God. With Omega. 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 She's so funny. Um, <laughs> I love her so her much. Her plan to get it, like get her communicator back was genuinely clever when she's she fucked so over Bane's droid. Good. She's genuinely so like perfect, honestly. <laughs> um the way that she just I mean, she gets her communicator back by getting this little droid like fucking with this droid. But she I does mean, but I love that so she also good. does help him. Yeah. Like yeah, she fixed him she properly, which ended up messing with her later because because he was fixed, he could chase her down and ended yeah. up causing her a bunch of trouble. But she wasn't just using him. She did genuinely feel bad and want to help him. And then she had to go help herself. Yeah. She but she great. felt bad that Bane was a dick to him. And uh She's like, uh, as a, ma- a member of the fellow Bane is a dick to me club. I just feel like she, oh, she's just so sweet. It's just, it's such like a little girl thing to do, you know? Yep. And I love that. And I think that she's so cute and perfect. And that's kind of the thing where like, as ah- Ahsoka was like a sassy teenager, like she's a sassy little girl. And that's very different. Like it's, I know I, I we want to compare her to Ahsoka due to their sort of, having similar roles within their groups you say we want to compare them and you just can't keep uh keep their names straight it's me i (laughs) personally keep keep thinking they're the same person Um, but they're not and there's definitely something to be said for the amount of years that have passed since they wrote ahsoka in season one where she's she's very fun i like i like early seasons ahsoka and i i I do remember the hate for early seasons Ahsoka and think it's pretty much unwarranted, but they've really figured out how to write a young child here where nothing she just she doesn't feel overpowered or anything. She feels she feels her age, but also she has like all of the information that she does. She has no social skills and knows how to fly a starship. I think. But yeah, so that was really great with the with what's his name? Toto. Toto 360. I love Toto. He's so fun seeing fennec fennec whatever whatever fennec and and uh it's not the last name it's just the i keep wanting to say fennec fennec yeah i was just saying you could say shand shand yeah whatever see seeing that showdown was so excellent and yeah i think that that was a really cool thing like to confirm that like okay so there are people on camino there is someone on camino who is like genuinely looking out for our girl and uh yeah, Nala says in her corner, Lama Sue is definitely not. Tanway caught a body. <laughs> She's yeah. dead now. Yeah. Uh, really? I, and they know, brought back the original voice actor from Attack of the Clones for her. I Googled it. She said like one line and got killed. Uh, but it was notably the same, like really serene alien voice that they have for her. And I thought that was cool. And then she got murked. She got murked. Eh, it happens. It happens oh. out here in space. Yeah. Also got the revelation that Omega is like Boba. Yeah. In oh, that. yes. I keep yeah, I, was well, say, I, I was know like, this, so I keep forgetting when I can say yeah. it. Yeah. 
Calvin caught me saying it in an earlier episode when I meant to say I meant to say something else and I accidentally said it unaltered. Yeah. Oh. Um, but you didn't catch that, so that's good. But yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, Calvin just texted me my, and I had my, to live with my shame. I did want to say heavy. though, it's really fun though. I just want to yeah. like I thought that was like so excellent. I, the setting I love was great. Bounty hunters. The... I love bounty hunters, and it's just so 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 fun to see them. And like this girl is such a badass she's a baddie as well but she's a badass and i think it's just so cool to see her go head to head with cad bane who we know to be like the heavy hitter like he just established himself last episode he just wrecked he showed up and wrecked shop our main characters couldn't do anything and so i it really like very well set up this new character to show us like no she is ventress level skilled even though um, she's new, she can hold her own. Yeah, she can hold her own. So and I'm excited Bane, to see more. Bane doesn't oh, take I would her have loved to see Ventress in this role. I Ventress know. would have been really good for this role if she wasn't dead. If she yes. wasn't dead. Eh. I mean, I, I, I Ventress would not do well at, to be anything but on a pony farm in the Imperial era. Too many Sith know about her. <laughs> she, would be a, she would be a target for the Redacteds. Yeah, what? I, I'd <laughs> like to see they that. Exist, they, and they exist now. We're just not dealing with Jedi at the moment. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I was thinking about this also because of certain video releases today. Oh, we yeah. got another trailer for Kenobi today. You can watch the trailers for Kenobi if you want. Oh, I'd love yeah. to. I've been avoiding the internet today because I was like, I know today is yeah, going to well, be Star Wars internet. Today day. is going to be Star Wars internet, and you're going to just see like a lot of random stills from the first three movies that being a new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi but you know probably a good call just because i don't know i've seen i've seen some stuff where i was like "Eh, i can't show that to andy yeah i'm like at a point in my life where i'm gonna have to start sending tiktoks to calvin and be like can you tell me if i can watch this tiktok we're we're Uh, so close we get we get to sort of the rebellion era and we'll be fine yeah exactly like once we kind of like get to rebels like we'll be good yeah because yeah. you know the big twist from the original trilogy. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to h- try to prevent you from learning Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be tough. I, I wish I didn't know that. If I if there was one well, thing I could like erase well, from my Revenge brain, of the Sith did tell yeah, you I know. that. Oh, I guess that's true. You're so you're so valid. Yeah, but that would and have like, been so crazy to learn in Revenge of the Sith, though. But it's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's kind of also just like my issue with watching Star Wars for your first time in chronological or I mean, I will say when I recommend people watch Star Wars for the first time, I say do it in machete order and then watch the TV shows. But here we are doing a fun experiment. <laughs> I say um, do four, five, six, one, two, three, if they're a normie. I say or meta, start with seven. I, I say machete order, even though I say I, I mean, four, five, one, two, three, six. Um, what I, I tell people, what I I've never subscribed to that personally. The but. chopping of Phantom Menace. I do not condone that. What I say is, I'm like, hey, you should l- listen <laughs> along like, with hey, my I podcast. Have a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did want to say one Happy thing. Happy one quick. year anniversary, guys. Back Happy on one year anniversary. <laughs> desperately trying to get back on topic. Um, <laughs> the the showdown between Bane and Fennec is a ton of fun. But it's also something that is a bit of a it's like a thematic through line in this season is that we're definitely seeing the transition of 
not only eras, but generations. Bane looks a bit looks a step slow in this episode. He's he's getting a little older. He gets outwitted by a uh, a sassy child and a really capable bounty hunter who he might have underestimated a bit. He definitely didn't see her sabotaging the engines coming, um, which is, I think, really he just lost a fight. But that he should have seen coming. I had to close my door. Um, yep. Yeah. But yeah, it was an a- excellent, excellent fight. I was super into it. But yeah, this episode is great. I think learning about Omega was crazy. Yeah. Crazy you, you got girl. Your boy got a mention, crazy, too. Crazy girl. Heavy? No, Boba. Oh, I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, Heavy yeah, got Boba, his mention. Boba did get mentioned. But I, Well, so that's what I noticed early. So early in season one, when the Kaminoans are first sending Fennec Shand after Omega, or when when the, the Prime Minister decides to send bounty hunters after who we think at the time is the Bad Batch, but he says those clones won't come in willingly. And we know now that he was talking about the unaltered clones. So that means he sent a team after Boba Fett as well. Oh, I and didn't catch I that. I am fascinated. I didn't catch it until I was freaking out watching it in my room. I was like, oh, shit, because I didn't real. we didn't know the unaltered thing at the time. It was big speculation because it was pretty heavily implied in the early episodes that she they needed her like genetic code for some reason. Yeah. Um, also, she's got to be trans, right? This this means she has to be trans. I think she's so unaltered. Too. That's what I was that's what I was thinking is is I was like, well, but then they were like a male clone named Boba. So I, I don't really know. See, like they're not going to do it, but their own their own text basically supports a trans reading better than a cis reading. Yeah, it does. I don't think it makes sense for her. They're going to gonna do cis. some. We switched to chromosome fuckery and everybody's been prepared for it. But yeah, she's so cute. <laughs> she's so cute. I love her. Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about her and Boba because she she calls the clones her brothers and they are. But it's interesting because it's like there's going to be a day when they are the only two clones left. You know what I mean? Most likely yep. because they age fast. Exactly. Yep. They... Boba and her are the only ones who don't. I mean, they they are explicitly the alpha and the omega. Yeah. Oh, I never even thought about that. I'm and such that, an idiot. That is an interesting thing. That. that is brand new. Boba's codename of Alpha was never before. Alpha was actually the preliminary name for Rex. And he was based oh. on an ARC trooper from the old comics of the old Clone Wars stuff that they did in the early aughts. Um, there was a there was a blue armored clone named Alpha who served with Anakin. And that sort of became the genesis of what would eventually become Rex. He lost the name A Alpha along the way, but this is a way better use of it, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it's cool to because because Boba, from my understanding, was like just that Django Fett was like, I want to have a son. This is my condition. I need to have one clone who is unaltered. But it's like Of course the Cam Owens would want to have a supply of yeah. the Django Fett yeah, so genetic they're like, code. Oh. What sure. if we made what, what if we fuck? made an Omega? But I think that that it's so it's so cool to me that Boba Fett has sort of another purpose that like the Kem and Owens didn't just do that to like get Django to shut up. But like, no, he has yeah. a purpose or else they Cut, wouldn't have Cut done said it. that Kem and Owens do not create without a purpose. Yeah. And they're always doing we we've seen that throughout every appearance of theirs. They are scheming on their own to make sure they come out like 
on top because they they know better than basically anyone, especially from the early stages, that they are dealing with some like galactic level fuckery. Yeah. And they need to protect their own interests. And we're seeing that as much as they're trying, they're they're floundering right yeah. now. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about Camino and like because <laughs> right now it seems like the entire planet is just the facility of creating clones. Right. But there are Kaminoans. So where do the Kaminoans live? How many of them are there? What do they do? Are all the Kaminoans invested in the creation of clones? Food for thought. Well, clearly they 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 have ventured off world, as we see in this episode. But yeah, it seems like they're not a particularly numerous species. And a lot of them are in the capital of Topoca City. I can't remember if it's legends anymore, but in previous stories, there have been other Kaminoan cities. We've only okay. ever seen the main facility, um, yeah, which is also the capital. Clones. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I guess because of that, I assumed like, oh, that's it on Camino. But no, yeah. that, there could be other shit that too. Um, yeah. Now from one capital to another, the next episode takes us to the separatist capital. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Senator Senator Singh's excellent mustache. I really loved, so uh, we can talk about the individual episodes momentarily, but I love that we go from a separatist city and then we go to Ryloth, which we know Ryloth very well. Nearly identical, like, shots coming down to the main city to a pissed off crowd mad at the Empire. And the Empire's got to be like, man, what did I do? I just did some light, light colonialism. I think it's really great in showing... You know, the I never really, like, understood the war and the separatists. And it was always a little, like, huh. I feel like we kind of want the same things. And that's the thing, right? There, the, there, there actually wasn't that much of a difference between the Republic and the separatist. It was all just... No, and, like, and- not that there weren't, like, certain philosophical differences like yes the republic wanted to be a republic and the separatists wanted to rule centralized government versus i mean it's it's not that dealt with but it's essentially i mean it's it's essentially american civil war sides knock the slavery thing to the side but just this the centralized government versus decentralized states we want to live independently with a like loose coalition government was the political differences that it led that were manipulated into the separatist crisis and then the war by the Sith, who managed to worm themselves into leadership of both sides. Yeah, and then and- we, we we get to see the, the Separatists as evil because what Palpatine does, I think, is genius to, to get Republic people even more on his side is he puts corporate interests on the Separatist side mm-hmm. and could be like, those, those they're inhumane they're battle up. droids and their yeah. war crimes. And then the Separatists can point at the clones for the same reason. Absolutely. Uh, it is, it's genius. And I really love that we got to, well, the thing too, right, with the Republic, and like, it's not like the Senate wasn't, not the Senate, my bad, the Separatists weren't, didn't have like some form of a government. I mean, they had their little meetings, so they had to have been, and I don't know, it's just really interesting to see how, like with Ryloth, and I can remember the name of this Separatist place we were at. Raxus, thank you. I was like, I was like, it even sounds like Ryloth, but it's not Ryloth. It's the place where Asajj Ventress and Count Dooku shared a dance. It is also the place Raxus. where, uh, I mean, we've seen it in Clone Wars is the other place where it's it's the, the Mina Bonteri episode is set here. Beautiful planet. Beautiful planet. Yeah, it was just so cool. 
it was so cool to kind of compare and contrast these situations and see like, wow. Yeah. And we talked a bit about it. So we've got we we had some we had some minor political disputes in this episode with Echo's sort of separatist hatred yes. versus Hunter's I need to keep my I need to put food food on the table for my child yeah. versus Tex I couldn't give a shit about the war at all <laughs> which was I thought it was a, it was like so background but Tex's perspective on everything is really interesting to me and I hope that eventually we dig more into like what he's about yeah absolutely and like why he does like what motivates him to do what he's doing yeah. I absolutely. think he really just likes his bro I think he likes his squad most of all yeah he does he'll never say it but he likes wrecker and hunter and i think he liked crosshair too i think there's also just like a thing especially with our group of boys that's like where would they go what would they do and i think they're still figuring that out right like yeah, they, they don't I mean, know that's what to the do central with question of also, the season yeah hunter keeps hunter will turn down the sandulas at the end of the the last episode we watched because he's like i need to watch out for my directionless boys i did also this is a thing i i think was sometimes done for budget reasons in the clone wars series but they never take the attes the big tanks in an urban setting until this episode now that they're being used essentially as a police force it reminded me very much of overzealous police responses in the real world because in their attempt to prevent five weirdos from escaping they shot like so much of the city also a fun musical tidbit when they first bring in the tanks it's like a really sort of slowed down and evil version of the clone theme yeah it that messed me up seeing that and just it's really freaky it's freaky and it's it's upsetting to me that it's like oh my god like the empire is here to stay oh, yeah. and this is still within maybe months of yeah revenge of the sith like they we we talk about how order 66 was like the the switch that was like mm -hmm. okay we're doing it we're doing empire but the ma machinations for doing all this kind of stuff like the plans for ryloth and the separatist planets and all the places that and onderon everything was already for the switch of government and then they could get rid of and control anyone deemed dangerous to the empire yeah, I am not. I am not ready. I'm not ready. Like, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> We're just settling into the Empire and I'm already like, fuck, let's get out of it. But no, we're going to be in it for a while. Yep. I mean, you know, or that eventually Luke Skywalker will be an adult, which means it's lasting at least 20 years. By my Crazy. count, it'll be around the holidays that we'll get to the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. So you got no, the rest honestly, of 2022 wait, no, probably of later, considering that we're supposedly going to get bad batch season two and and or that's true anyway back to um common ground yes yeah but i'm trying to think of like what another good droid the the droid who was the senator's like oh, attache I who was obsessed with the vase i have that fucking vase i know i, I love that he's like I, i've been waiting to break this for 20 years and he throws it at a clone also another thing i noticed in these episodes is that they are they were a bit careless early, but they are now stunning and removing all of the clones. They have killed several in several of their escapes, but they're not shooting to kill anymore. They never mention it, but it's like noticeable. Yeah, our boys don't want to kill their friends. Although Wrecker does like hitting them. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But honestly, like, if Wrecker could, if he wouldn't get in trouble for it, he'd beat up his friends. That is like, true. He'd punch Hunter if he could, if he could get he, away with it. Hunter has definitely forbade him from punching Tech because he put Tech in the hospital one time. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the nerd is fragile. You can't hit him no matter like, how annoying he is. We the medic need droids him. are getting annoyed. <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting. We haven't talked about the Ryloth episodes yet, but they essentially end the same way. And to your point, it's interesting that the Bad Batch is sort of decides they're in the right helping a former separatist escape to do what's right for his people and a former public fighter escape to do what's right by his people. Yeah. Can we talk about the Ryloth episodes? I'm like over. Yep. I'm over am, Axis. I don't I care. am the world's biggest Ryloth guy. This I have been waiting for this moment since Shamsadula said to Mace Windu, how long before I'm fighting you, Master Jedi, in Clone Wars season one in 2008? I know. It's just weird. It's weird to be back on Ryloth. I feel like we've seen a lot of Ryloth and. They just can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, you know? and the, I mean, it's the it is the planet, though, where like the most foreshadowing was is like, oh, they these guys are going to get absolutely screwed over by the Empire. And it is still so cool to me that we get to see it like it's it's as if like the Bad Batch series appeals to you specifically, Andy. But these episodes were for me. Yeah, is I have a question because they the Empire was lying when they said the senator was recovering. Right. He's dead. Uh, he is seen to be moving uh, after he gets shot. And oh, really? Crosshair gets him in the head tentacle. It's just so big. He doesn't get hit in the head. Like, oh, I, I believe he's not okay. dead. I thought he was a goner. So I was like, why no, are you guys lying? Because Crosshair doesn't miss. That's if true. If Crosshair had wanted to kill him, it would have been right in the forehead. And so I believe he was he was told, shoot the senator, pretext to arrest Sham Sandula, but we still need the senator because he's so easy to manipulate. And we can't get rid of all of Ryloth's figureheads. Otherwise, we'll have a revolt. Yeah. I honestly don't know what happens to Orn Freetaut later in the timeline. There was a book set on Ryloth about Palpatine and Vader that we will not be covering. Doesn't really have a whole lot to do. Also has Sham Syndulla in it. But I think at that point they have an imperial governor, which is interesting. Yeah, but I loved these episodes. I absolutely I really loved Hera. I thought that she was so our little cute. gal Hera. With her, with her little French accent, because she's with a Twi'lek, and it's, it accent. needs to be. Yeah, Their French accents, need... some are better than others. Well, and it is funny because I'm pretty sure all of them are done by American voice actors. So the quality of yes. French accent is pretty, like, they're better than others, but they are all American doing French accent, which keeps them consistent. Cut's wife, Jamsandula, his wife, Hera, even the uh, Senator Ta. Yeah, across the board, not great, but still fun. Yeah, no, uh, Hera and Omega's friendship is one of my favorite so things about this season. Perfect. Be Omega's, she's strange, I like her, and then they just immediately, like, put their heads together and start causing problems immediately. <laughs> I, I love how we get to see Omega, like, be independent in these past episodes. I mean, with the, well, that, that was Raxus, right, where she paid off oh yeah we forgot to talk about that omega the greatest chess player of all time queen's gambit yeah just like gambled and won a bunch and i would not be shocked if sid let her do that 
Yeah. Like, because Sid, Sid is like laughing at her about how much she wants, but then she lets Omega keep that much of the money, pay off the debt, because she knows she kind of, she knows she's going to be able to retain the Bad Batch at this point. So it's, it's a, it's a good moment for, I, I had forgotten about and really like that bit where Hunter sort of mends their bridges by playing chess with her, which has now been established as a thing she likes to do and is good at. So I think she's probably skilled enough to beat him. And Hunter definitely was throwing. Also, it was very I, I felt like uh, when I was a camp counselor in the mornings before like camp started, all we'd have all the games out. So I spent many a summer intentionally losing to children. And like it's absolutely to, let me tell you, it is it gets hard to lose to at connect Four to children that are bad at connect Four. it was very sweet. It was a good dad hunter moment. Yeah, so that was really sweet. That was really cute. I also just love their version of chess. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, with that's the buttons a, and the hologram. Yeah, that's that dates back all the way to the original movie. So we'll really? see that with like stop motion animation creatures. And yeah, so it's been in it's been in Star Wars forever. It's, and like, it's it, it looks I was thinking about this when I was watching this episode, but they look like stop motion within yeah, the Clone Wars animation. Like yeah. it's not just, you know, holograms of these creatures. It is stop motion animation holograms. Yeah, of these they've creatures. made it the style of the game rather than just an outdated special effect, which is kind of fun. That is fun. Um. But yeah, Ryloth, um, I do like that they they do a good job. We talked about this where you could sort of jump into Bad Batch and they tell you everything you need to know, even though this is like working off relationships established in one Clone Wars episode 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like you get from the first episode that Senator the Senator Ta and Champs and Dula do not like each other and that Senator Ta is threatened by his grip on the people. I love seeing Champs and Dula the sort of the ultimate fighter him and Saw Gerrera are like the ultimate will fight for everything that's right but he's tired and he wants to raise his family and I I that is like a the tragedy of this episode to me is that they they won't let him his his I but know. like they won't let him because he can't look away from doing the right thing and uh trying to help both his family and his people I was thinking about all of the children we've seen in this series um because I I think this I mean this I was thinking about the children of the Clone Wars, not the not Luke and Leia born at the rise of the Empire who will grow up under the new government, but people like Hera and Omega and Caleb, the Padawan from the beginning, and all of the rest of the children we see just sort of in the background in these episodes that Omega keeps trying to befriend, cuts kids and the the world that they'll have to grow up in. Like, yeah. like we said, there's going to be more war. We told you that <laughs> when you realized the Clone Wars were going to end, but Star Wars would continue. Sean doesn't want a war to be Hera's life. I was just thinking about Numa. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about her. But yeah, she would have to be what? I mean, a little bit younger, maybe Hera. Not l- younger than Hera, but might be Omega's age now. Mm-hmm. Her, fam- her family died in the war. What happened? What is she doing now on Ryloth? It's sad. I really, I really enjoy that Star Wars doesn't shy away from showing us the effect that these, because it's easy to think of like how distant political affairs are from the people, but they're really not. Everything that's happening with our, you know, main players has a huge effect on 
people like Numa. Yeah. Well, like, did did the average Ryloth citizen watch Palpatine's speech declaring the Empire? Probably not. Did they did they question the chain code stuff? Maybe not even then. But it is like it is going to affect them as much as it's going to affect our our main cast members in the show, because even though they are like they're in a unique position. But aside from being clones, they're just some guys. They're just like, guys. They're not. They're only on the Empire. Like. They're a priority because the Empire is still dealing with the clone army, but Rampart didn't even want Crosshair going after them until he doesn't really care. Until they fuck up and get let uh, enable Chomps and Dula to escape, does he let Crosshair actually treat the Bad Batch as a threat? He's just, I mean, because Crosshair's just on a leash this whole time, doing guard duty and muttering and being bald. Yeah, you did not get your sexy scar, by the way. He's just got some, like, waffle pattern on the back of his head and no hair. It's fine. <laughs> I'll live. Although I do, I like the... Oh, we didn't. I was so I was going to I'll lead this into. I like the way we watch at the very end where Crosshair watches them escape. Hunter watches back knowing Crosshair's there and the clone captain on Ryloth who tried to incite a clone rebellion is also watching them escape. That was so painful to watch this. People think guy. that particular clone captain is very hot. He is. I think it's the I haircut. Also, no, it's the face scars. He's sexy. He's got the well. So, and I noticed that they. I think they updated the clone model again for for him and Rex because he's got like lines on the side of his eyes yeah. where he looks old. Where it's it's interesting watching the clones age because I am, I know about the accelerated aging. I know what they're gonna. I know what they'll look like if they end up as old men. But watching the, I I still think of the early Clone Wars model of them as like all young men. And Rex is old. Omega's like, you you old motherfucker. And Hauser is old as well. Yeah, Hauser's old. I honestly old. wish He's hot, though. I wish somehow that he had been the clone commander from the Ryloth. Some like they picked out a clone commander from the Ryloth episodes, but I, I went back and looked and both of those guys died on screen during the Clone Wars. Yeah, so. he's this is I think his only appearance. Yeah, but but he the, denied anything else. The Jedi leave Ryloth. But presumably there are there's we show throughout the Clone Wars series that there are certain planets that become contested battlefronts for the whole time. I would bet that Ryloth was one of those. So this guy fights with Shams and Dula for most of the three years of the war. It seems to me without the Jedi, too, because it, the, Hauser is the one who raises the most questions for me about the chip. Yeah, I would agree with that because it's easy for us to be like, oh, well, because Rex was 100% affected by the chip and the only reason he made it out is because of Ahsoka. Our boys are weird and so they weren't having those those same effects. But Hauser's just a dude. He's just a normal clone. So well, it's very interesting to see his... I would love a word of God creator statement on whether Hauser killed the Jedi because... Yeah. Because if there were no Jedi, obviously the the chip activating. I think we I, it's got to be we've, we've we've seen it. It's you. It's the trigger word of Order 66. That's what the chips for in terms of its like ultimate function. So that sort of means that most of the clones are not robots. They're just doing their part as they would in the Clone Wars. They're following orders. They're all mm -hmm. just dogma, essentially. Young clones who never got enough training from the Jedi to start thinking outside the box but hauser's old and he so he is like 
He recognizes yes. that what's going on is wrong. Yes, but other clones join him. Other clones yes. throw down there, and, and that's that, the thing that's tripping me up. Well, and I mean that—that is—that's uh, it. Like, I think that's the moment the Rampart wins, because that means he's right that they should get rid of the clone army. Yeah. So we'll have to see where that goes, because uh, we we know that he has proposed it. Tarkin is entertaining it. They're using the elite clones as trainers. Crosshair's elite squad showed up again. I still can't tell who's. I, I've forgotten who's who. I know there's an Asian lady and a. Uh, there's. I think there's two women and a man left. Yeah, because that one guy got killed. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good episode. That guy was standing in for. Huh, that was just Crosshair's rage about Hunter, and that poor guy got in the way. Yeah. In continuing the narrative of Andy hates droids, what did you think? Oh, of yeah, what did you think of Chopper? Chopper Harris was droid. fine. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. I wasn't like, oh wow, what an endearing droid. But it was fine. I wasn't like, man, fuck you for being here. I definitely think I there's love just that he's some... got the little head arms so that when he surrendered, he did put his hands in the air. Yes. I guess my thing is like, and my hate, especially with R two D two, is stuff happens, and I'm like, this is silly. Like, like there's mo R two D two moments that I'm like, and we've talked about this before, but it's like it's only really heartwarming and shit because like you like you already know him, but like I didn't know R two D two, so it's like this yeah. stuff is just dumb. I think Revenge of the Sith of the prequels gets the R two moments right best but his sort of beloved character status is all tied to shit you haven't seen and i still think yeah. the funniest r2 and 3po humor is from the original trilogy yeah so we'll have to wait and see because although i do appreciate the know. puns from the droid factory and uh and <laughs> attack of the clones that's pure george lucas being like this is shit i know it but it's it's fun yeah, so uh, no no thoughts for Chopper. No thoughts for Chopper. Positive or negative, he was fine. I do, well, so I I like the way these episodes, as, as much as they weren't entirely about the Bad Batch, like the first episode, they're in it for like two minutes, and Omega mm -hmm. is mostly making friends with Hera in those minutes. I'm fine with that because the like overall plot was so good and also something I like. Um... So I am I'm like 100 percent biased, but I liked what they did to establish Hera as a character in these episodes um, and her love of flying and setting up. Eventually, obviously, she's going to get to fly. She's kind of shit at it initially. Oh, um, that was such a funny joke. I was I was cackling when, when tech, tech dissed them. <laughs> yeah, when tech was like, what did he say? She was like, oh, something about the uncontrolled maneuvering. Yeah, he was like, ah, uh, yes, your dangerous, uncontrollable movements are as confusing to them as they are to us. And at least, so I mean, we got to give Tech some credit. He just fucking drifted the Havoc Marauder after after learning that flying is a feeling from Omega slash Hera. He, oh, that was also a good line. Like, <laughs> what feeling? He yeah. he is really growing on me. Tech I have edit on, on my me. phone of that bit where he drifts set to the uh, Tokyo Drift music. <laughs> it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, I definitely feel I like mean, this. Just, this has been he fun. He just did this. Oh, I hit the mic. <laughs> Keep it in the podcast. <laughs> I well behind the scenes, I picked up the Lego version of the ship and tried to drag it across the screen in the same way. 
I am recording all these episodes with the little Lego Bad Batch guy sitting on my desk. Yeah, I was I was a big fan, big fan of these episodes. They're just fun. It's just fun to watch this. I really enjoy I really enjoy Bad Batch. Yeah, I think they got the hang of the fun like Star Wars adventure down nicely where they're doing good character work with all of them. But also we get a fun caper each episode. Well, and the thing the thing with Bad Batch for me, like I know that Calvin is one to just like put on Clone Wars in the background when he's doing something, when he's yep. cleaning or doing homework or yeah. whatever. I can't see myself doing that for Clone Wars, but I definitely see myself doing that with Bad Batch. Like I definitely see myself being like, oh, cool. Like once we get through the season, because I've already encountered, I think I mentioned this last episode where I like fell asleep. And I woke up and it was like, I pretend I do not see it because I don't want spoilers. But yeah, once oh. we finished Bad Batch, I definitely see myself watching it. We do have to acknowledge probably as a, as a as the last thing for this this time, a certified TV moment, which is where Hunter promised Omega that she would never go back to Camino. I know. Which means obvious like she's going to be the going spoiler. back to this Camino. Is, this is the most this is just how television works. If you promise something, the opposite is happening. Most likely relatively soon after. So, yeah, cuz yeah. I be I believe as we'll say in just a second, Calvin, there's not very much of the season left. No, we have four episodes left. We are doing our final podcast episode on the Bad Batch next week. Yep. Um, For now, until season two. Until season two. Yeah. Bad Batch season one, I should say. That'll be like the one of the few things Andy can watch at a celebration will be the, the inevitable Bad Batch season two trailer. Oh, my God. When the hell is that coming? I was hoping it would come I today. I thought it was going to be today. I was looking. That was my only like thing was yeah. looking for Bad Batch. They did stuff Kenobi. Today. And I get why, because it's coming out so soon. I think they knocked Bad Batch further back in the schedule when they decided to put Kenobi here. Yeah. I mean, I think but it's like, done. Still, we need at least release dates for both Andor and Bad Batch. You, I mean, you know when we're getting them, right? <laughs> Never. We're getting them at Celebration, at their panels. Oh. At what? They're just... At Star Wars Celebration, the convention that is only Star Wars. There's a Bad <laughs> Batch panel and a live-action television panel that is promised to include Andor. So... We're uh, that's where we're going to get them. And just going to be another weeks. TV show that we are able to watch live. That will be fun. Guys, yeah. we should go to conventions. Why don't I can go to conventions? Well, well why we will not be going to... to conventions until shit calms down a little bit or I acquire myself a functioning clone trooper mask with a with like a smoke filter so I don't get <laughs> uh, space covid. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let, tell us what we're watching uh, next week on. First Steps, the Star Wars podcast. We are watching The Bad Batch, season one, episodes 13 through 16. Is Infested. It? Call them finale part one and finale part two. Yeah, okay. Like they did. Okay. Infested. War Mantle. Finale part one and finale part two. Okay, I'm assuming that the, that it's going to give the title gives things away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you just watch look. them all together, it'll be fine. It, yeah, it, it, I probably it, will it doesn't watch them give, all together. I, Oh, he, the first Calvin, what's the first one? The first one is called blank to blank, right? Yeah. OK, that can we just discussed that. It's, Don't say. Yeah. Fin OK, OK. We are watching Infested, <laughs> War Mantle, Return to Camino. Yeah. And Finale Part Two. <laughs> the second one's a little spoilery. It's fine. Sorry. It's fine. I know that at least one of them was not named in like the lead up to it. I remember. 
or it didn't get it didn't on the Disney Plus. It didn't get its own like. Yeah, no, both it wasn't the, named. No, both of them were named finale part one and then finale part two. So, like, yeah, that's I it. definitely remember like thinking about it like. Because this is streaming TV. We are not confined to 21 minutes and 50 seconds so that we can fit in a half hour's worth of time and also ads. No. You can air you can air an hour long finale of something. You can air a double length finale of I mean Finale Part One and Finale Part Two together are an hour. hour. And they're I mean they're definitely two episodes of television, but they're also the same story. And I will say it's fun it is like I get it and I I agree with you that that Bad Batch and Star Wars series in general, I think a couple of the live action ones are way worse offenders on this. But Bad Batch did very much start with a 70 minute episode. Yeah. So like Bad Batch decided like, fuck the time limit. We're uh, we're getting we're getting it out of here. What what are you laughing at? Is Ahsoka doing shit? That's a really interesting conversation because like I'm also I'm also mad at Netflix for combining the two parters in Avatar and the four part finale as like single episodes within the Netflix playtime, because also Avatar The Last Airbender is like specifically set in chapters. So like when you combine uh, book two episodes 12 and 13 as, you know, the secret of the Fire Nation, then like chapter 12 and 13 are both in episode 12 and then chapter 14 is in episode 13 and then everything else is just in chaos guess i'll go have have to go hug my blu-rays then yeah anyway Um, back from that tangent yeah so the (sighs) andy what are you expecting from the last uh last episodes of the bad batch before season two Hmm. so i think that they're probably going to get close to getting crosshair there's going to be a moment and like a conversation probably where they where we think like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe Crosshair is going to join back up with his team, but it's not going to work out because way too early for that shit to happen. And it's going to be devastating. I think that ah- Ahsoka. Oh, my God. Omega. <laughs> I think Omega. I think she's probably going to do something cool. Um, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like. That would guess that maybe she's going to be separated from the group, except for the fact that that just happened. So I feel like if they were to do it again, that'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like she just got kidnapped and separated. They did and very that was like much a huge put thing. like the Omega gets kidnapped inevitable arc in the middle of the season. Yeah. So while I'm like, oh, like that would have made sense for a finale. No, because it just happened. Probably going to see Cad Bane. Again, maybe. Actually, maybe not. But I'd like to think so. He's got to wait for Space AAA to get to his planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. So obviously, obviously something's going to happen where they have to go back to Camino. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. Well, I luckily, worry. I think you get that, to see. Yeah. 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 It's OK. I, I want to wait and see. I don't know if I have enough guesses. But it makes me sad. I just wish we could just stay like this forever, just doing jobs for Sid and hanging out. Alas. They have to be people. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Yeah. May the fourth may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with y'all.
Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>